Now, every year we have a theme. Every year we have a theme. And last year it was new beginnings. The idea that when we meet God and when we encounter God, we go from old to new. And it was an amazing theme because it was a theme that really, it, it echoed with people. It echoed with people. It changed people's lives. There were, there were new beginnings being, being shared and, and, and witnessed every week. It was amazing. And every year what we do is we, 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 we throw out a theme of the year and we, we, we feel like God is moving in a certain direction for the next 12 months and we really want to jump on board that. And I want to introduce a theme to you this year. And the theme is Bless the City. Bless the city. Uh, the, the verse that this comes from is actually from Zechariah 8.13. And that's going to be on the, the screen. Just as you, Judah and Israel, have been a curse among the nations, so I will save you and you will be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. In this passage, to give you a bit of context, God's speaking to his people, the Israelites, through the prophet Zechariah. If you know a little bit about the Bible, it's, all, it, it's this story about God and about his people and how the people continue to fail and fail and fail in the relationship with God. And to the point where they're so disobedient to God that they just go and do their own thing. And to the point where the people were so disobedient that their, their nation of Israel, which God had created, actually splits into two. Now they're, they're not even united as a nation. They're a complete mess. Not only that, they get ruined by neighboring uh, kingdoms, and they're in servitude and exile. And yet we see God, through his prophets, continue to go to the people of Israel and say, look, I want you to turn back to me. I've got plans for you, and I love you. God continues to want to redeem the broken, redeem the lost, redeem the dead. And what's interesting is this story of, of Israel being dead and God trying to redeem them is exactly the same story that each and every one of us has. Ephesians 2 gives us this story. Ephesians 2, 1 says, uh, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sin. And you know what? This is not the most positive message, but this is the most real reality that each human has. Is that we, because of our sinfulness, our disobedience to God, we were not just bad people. And, and we really need to understand this. It's not that we became bad people before God. It's that when we sinned, we disconnected from the source of life and we became dead people. When we say Jesus, came, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to save us, he didn't come to make us make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And so the, the, the reality that we were dead in our transgressions and sin and the, and the passage will continue to go. And it says, but because of God's great mercy, he sends his one and only son, Jesus, to take us from death to life. It is by grace you have been saved. God saved us 
God saved us. This is a huge reality that we need to understand. God saved us. Not just from like, you know, a little bit of punishment, but God saved us from eternal damnation. God saved us from the sins of our lives. God saved us from the torment that we put on ourselves. God saved us. And that's what he did through the work of his son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. And he created a way for man to go back and be restored and reconciled in relationship with God the Father. He saved us. Receiving the saving grace of God is is undoubtedly the greatest gift that we can receive in our lives. There is nothing greater than receiving life, right? There's nothing greater than life. And there is no comparison to having God a part of our lives and for us to be in relationship with God. You can talk to anybody in the world that pursues or seeks satisfaction or fulfillment, whether it be through wealth, whether it be through career, whether it be through relationships. And I'm telling you, I've met enough people and I've experienced life enough to know that there is nothing in this world that will ever satisfy. There is nothing in this world that will ever satisfy you, especially satisfy you beyond the grave. There is nothing. There is nothing better than being with God. And what we call this is blessing. Blessing is a really hard word to define. Blessing, uh, you know, you look it up and it says blessing is defined as God's favor and protection. God's favor and protection. That's what blessing is. Uh, To be blessed is to be granted special favor by God with resulting joy and prosperity. To be blessed is to have God on your side with his provision and his protection. And so when we have God, we are blessed. We are blessed. I realize that we use this word wrong. We've used this word if someone's, someone's like super rich, right? Someone's super rich, right? Just won the lottery, man, you're blessed. No, no, that's not blessed. That's lucky. That's fortunate. But you can't be blessed without God. But what's amazing in this passage is this. God says that he will save the people. But not only just save the people, but the people will become a blessing. We go back to the verse, Zechariah 8.13. So I will save you and you will be a blessing. You will be a blessing. How can people be a blessing if, if to be blessed is to receive God's favor? How can we be a blessing? And the passage is going to reveal to us something that's so important to us. That when we are blessed by God, and when we have God's favor in our lives, we're actually not meant to hold on to it. We're actually not meant to hold on to it for ourselves. But we're meant to, and I think the term is flow. You're meant to flow it. If you received the greatest news, wouldn't you want to tell somebody? If you had, 
experience the greatest joy, wouldn't you want to tell somebody? In the same way, if God, and knowing that he sent his son to die for us, to save us from, from eternal damnation, if, not, if that is the greatest news, then wouldn't, wouldn't we want to tell someone? Wouldn't we want to share that with someone? This is what it means to be a blessing. To pass on the goodness the joy, the provision and protection that we receive, to pass that on, to flow that on to those around us. I think this year, I, I really believe that God is going to take us beyond these walls. I'm not saying that we're a selfish church, but we're not sort of, we're not the best at sharing. <laughs> Let's just call it that. I think we have a blast in church. I think church every week is a blast. Life groups are a blast. Prayer meetings are a blast. It's just fun when we get together. And, and then my question is, well, it's so good for us. If it's so good for us, wouldn't we want to share it? Wouldn't you want to share it with your family and friends? And I realize why we do this. I realize the human, the, the human condition of why this happens, and it's really simple. It's just called selfishness. It's the idea that the world and the universe rotates around me. And so even when we go to the Bible, and even when we go to God, and even the idea that God saved me through His Son, Jesus Christ, we say thank you, and we stop, and we don't do anything else because it's still about me. I'm still in the center of my universe. I'm still the main character of my story. And so if, if, the main, if I'm the main character of my story, right, and God saved me, and I'm saved, hallelujah, full stop, and then, you know... We all lived happily ever after. That's the end of the story. But, here's the, but, but that's the problem. Because you aren't the main character of this universe. We aren't the main character of existence. The Bible clearly shows us that even before man was created, there was God. And even at the end of the physical age, there will be spiritual God. So who's the main character? The main character is God. The Bible shows us chapter by chapter the main character is God. We get to be a part of his story, not him a part of our story. And that's why blessings must flow. Because if it's just about me and I've received a blessing full stop, the end. But if it's about God... Then it's about blessing this person. And then that person blessing that person. And then that person blessing that person. And the blessings flow. And that's what the Bible shows us. Over generation, over generation, over generation, people have received the blessing of God, the presence of God, the joy of God, the provision of God. And then they have shared it to their children and shared it to their neighbors. And it has gone on and on and on. And who's the main character? It's God. It's God. See, we need to take the focal point of what we do as a church and as a community off me and back on God. And if I'm not the main character, 
which is honestly probably the hardest point. It's the hardest realization that you have in your life, that you are not the main character of your life. Because since the day we were born, we have been the main characters of our lives. We have been the focus of our life. But if it's not you, and if it's God, then we've got to be asking, well, what does God want? What does God want? And I really believe that what God wants is for us to share the blessing, to bless those around us. I truly believe that for our church this year, we are called to bless the city. We're called to bless the city. We're called to reach out to the city. We're called to love the city. We're called to serve the city. We're called to be a blessing in the city. How sad would it be knowing that we have the greatest news, the greatest God who's done so much for every single one of us. And yet we close our doors and we just receive for ourselves. How selfish and how self-centered, how self-absorbed we are. But surely God wants more than that. Surely God wants more than that for our church. It's not just for us to exist and celebrate the fact that we're saved, but to get on mission with God, what God wanted. And you know what God wanted? He wanted us to make a difference. He wanted us to make a difference. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Shine. Shine. God calls us to reach. He calls us to reach out. Can I tell you, God is not concerned about your breathing. He's not concerned about the fact that you just exist. Like that, like if, if my dreams for my three children, and, and by the way, you could tell which one of them was mine today. Hey, just the one with the dabbing and all not. Like, and I apologize for that, but you know. If, if I go to my children, right, who I love very much, and I tell them, look, I just want you to live, eat, survive, exist, die. I just want you to do that. I just want you to live a life like that. How sad that would be. No parent, no parent on earth wants that for their children. They want their children to live. I love it. Years ago, there was a conference, and, it was, and the theme of it was, are you living to die? Or are you dying to live? Are you living to die? Or are you dying to live? And I think that's something that we all need to ask ourselves is that is our life, are we just heading towards death? Are we just living so that we can live this amazing life or a comfortable life or a pleasant life or a joyful life and then we're just making our way to the coffin? Or are we dying? Dying to our rights, dying to our agendas, and living for the kingdom, living for Jesus Christ. Is that the life that you want? The city is a central point of where people and economics intersect. It's where culture is created. It's where laws are determined. It's the epicenter of where life occurs. I believe God has called us called us. He's put us right in the middle of the city. Every single pastor that has walked through these doors has told me, Steve, don't ever move. If they tell you to leave, just 
tie yourself to the pew and say, I'm not leaving. This church is located, this church dead set has the greatest location in Chatswood. Hands down. Hands down. There is no other church that has as much exposure as we do. <laughs> you want to talk about the city? Look outside. That's the city. Our, our, the, the footpath is the city. The shops up and down, Chatswood Chase, Westfield, Lemon Grove, Little Lemon Grove, you know, part of the city. If our church closed down tonight, would Chatswood even know? I don't think the answer is no. If we were to close tonight and say, tonight's the last service, full stop, thanks very much, would Chatswood even know? And the answer is no. And it means that we haven't been doing what we're meant to be doing, which is to shine our light. The church is meant to be the lighthouse in the, in the world, to shine light in the dark areas. And we haven't been doing that. We haven't been doing that. But that's what we need to do. And I believe that that's where God is leading us this year. He wants us to make a difference, to be an influence, to be a blessing, to bless the city. The greatest thing that we can do, the greatest blessing that we can share is not just money. It's not just good deeds. It's not just, you know, Bunnings barbecues. You know, they're all good. But the best thing that we can do to bless the city is to share the love of Jesus Christ. That's how we're going to bless the city. <laughs> if you just go back to the verse, and this is where I'm going to finish. I, I love how the verse finishes. It says, do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. See, one of the things about vision is this. Anyone can stand on the stage and go, come on! This is the vision. This is what we're going to do. This is our 10-step plan. And this is how we're going to be awesome. And God's going to use us. And we're going to go and we're going to change the world. And everyone inside the room goes, yeah, we're going to do it. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. You know, everyone gets excited about it. We're going to do this. And you go to the person next to you. Come on, man. Let's do this. Oh, man, I'm ready to do this. Man, I'm ready to go. Go, 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 go. You know, and then you walk out the door. And as soon as you walk out the door, you see someone. And they look at you. And you go, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Let's not be fooled. It's not like we're walking out there and the city's like parading with us. It's not like we're walking out there and the enemy's like, yeah, yeah, he's the red carpet. Just go and do whatever God wants to do. No, what's out there is the battlefield. What's out there is discouragement. What's out there is, is knowing that we have limited finances. What's out there is knowing that, that we are weak and that we are limited. What's out there is knowing that, that, the, that the portrayal of Christianity, if you say, hey, I'm a Christian, the first thoughts that go to mind to a non-Christian is you're a hypocrite, you're judgmental, and you're probably not a nice person. Christians don't get celebrated in our society. Don't fool yourselves. Just because we live in Chatswood, right? And the majority of Chatswood is Asian, right? And, you know, Asians are just a little bit more polite. They just talk behind your back. You know, white people, like, they, they protest against you to your face. Asians just stand there and go, yes, mm, mm, thank you. And then they, you walk around and go, wow, what a nutcase, you know. Don't be fooled. 
Don't be fooled. Just because we've got this amazing vision for God doesn't mean it's going to be laid out for us. That's why God says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of what stands before us. Do not be afraid of opposition. Do not be afraid of your own limitations. Do not be afraid of the, of the unknown, but instead prepare yourself by letting your hands be strong. I believe this is the call tonight, especially if you're a member of our church, especially if you call this place home. The call tonight is understand the vision and prepare your hands. Prepare your hands because there's a lot of work. It's going to get dirty. It's going to get muddy. You're going to get cuts, scars. You might get beaten up. might get yelled at. might get bruised. But do not be afraid. But let your hands be strong. Let your hands be strong. Let us in 2017 position ourselves to bless the city whether it be in your families, whether it be in your workplaces, whether it be in your schools, your neighborhoods, please do not just be content knowing that you are blessed. The story is not about you. You're a recipient of God's grace, and let's be grateful for that. But the story is about God, and the story hasn't finished yet. There is more. There's more for this church. There's more for Chatswood. There's more for this city. Do not be afraid. But let your hands be strong. Let us live out this purpose in 2017. And let's see what God, see what God has planned for the city. I pray that you would join us. I pray that you would join us. That you would be excited. That you wouldn't be afraid but your hands would be strong. Let's pray.